He's Pittsburgh born and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Steelers shaking things up, bringing in some new blood, bringing in a new defensive line coach, bringing in a new defensive backs coach, Carl Dunbar, the defensive line coach, formerly of Alabama, Tom Bradley, the DB coach, hell yeah, former coach at West Virginia, associate defensive coordinator there, of course he's most known for what he did at Penn State, terrible job as the defensive coordinator at UCLA. I would tell him that to his face. They have like 300 rushing yards a game this year. Anybody else excited for the Olympics? I know I am. It only happens every four years. But I love it, man. I do. Curling? They're one and one already. The Olympics have started for the curlers. Let's go! 500's okay if your loss comes to Canada. Yeah! Why wouldn't I get fired up if the U.S. of A... Sorry, I'm kneeling right now because the National Anthem's on. When the U.S. of A is on the front of the jersey, on the side of the bobsled, on the ass of the curler, I am pulling for them. It's I can't stand when people say there are too many bowl games on. I don't like the World Cup. I don't like the Olympics. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm never going to complain when there's more sports on. I'm never going to complain when there's more competition. I'm addicted to sports, but I'm more addicted to drama in sports. If there's a final curl and it comes down to just that, I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be jittery. My heart's going to be palpitating. It's that way in any sport. My wife came to me last night and she's like, why is basketball on again? She got out of the shower. Why do you watch college basketball again? You don't care about these teams. I don't. I'm addicted to drama in sports. Addicted to it. It is my opioid epidemic. Addicted to drama. And the Olympics provide drama. It's a big stage for these amateur athletes. The World Cup provides drama. It's the biggest stage. Every goal is immense. And in college basketball, when there's two minutes left and the game's tied, I'm going to watch it because I'm addicted to it. So anybody who's down on the Olympics and says that they love sports, come on. I know it's weird sports, obscure sports. I was watching the bleep out of some water polo during the Summer Olympics. I'm all in on weird, but that's just because I'm weird. But I'm all in on anything that's going to provide drama. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm okay with there being amateur hockey players in the Olympics instead of pros. In fact, I think I like it more. It's their best opportunity to show what they've got. National Hockey League athletes, they've already got the National Hockey League. They've already achieved the pro level. Amateurs, I'm all about that. And I don't think it makes much sense for the National Hockey League to send players overseas anyhow. It interrupts the schedule. 
F's with it real bad. Players can get hurt not playing in the National Hockey League. The Olympics don't foot the bill. And it doesn't convert any viewers for NBC. NBC is just going to be disappointed with the amount of people who wind up watching the National Hockey League after the Olympics. I just slid a hacky in there. And it was by accident. Nice. I'll talk about this in further depth tomorrow on the Mark Madden show, which I'm filling in for. Rob Rossi will be in for me. I think Madden's dying or something, and they're just trying to get the succession plan in place. Succession. If I can't say succession, they're not going to let me replace it. I'll be getting into that in far more depth tomorrow, but it does not benefit the National Hockey League to have players over there. So they don't. At least the fake Olympics that they throw, the World Cup of Hockey, at least that money goes to them. And it's on a different network. And ESPN actually pimps hockey. There are a, mu- a bunch of reasons why that does make sense. Sending NHL players to the Olympics? Mm, not so much. Coming up next, one of my favorite people, Tim Benz from TribLive.com, also the Steelers Radio Network and Steelers Nation Radio, to talk about God knows what. Oh, yeah, and Andrew McCutcheon coming back as a New York Giant. San Francisco Giant. They're never going to let me keep Madden's job. It's the Crowley Show. My life sucks. I'm not eating anything good. I'm not drinking. I'm not getting any because I've got this Pikachu wound in my navel. Tim Ben's going through most of the same stuff that I part, am. No, that part I have nothing to do with. Not the Pika- pierced navel? Pikachu wound? Yeah, I had my navel pierced. Uh, I knew about that, but you put a Pikachu uh, yes. piercing in there? Yes. Boy, that's an extra mile that you didn't have to go. Apparently, I was supposed to keep it in for two weeks. I already took it out. My wife said she didn't want to touch me as long as it was in, so the second she said that, see a Pikachu. Was it that, or was the extra human growing on yeah, the cyst is back. So this is something you've talked about on the air before. I'm not, like, selling you out too much. Because you're starting to look like that character on South Park, the school nurse that had the extra baby growing out of her head. It wouldn't be that bad to have a co-host. I, don't, I can't remember the baby talked. I don't think the baby talked in South Park. I, th- I thought you got punched at West Virginia at the basketball game or something. Like, there's this shading going on there. I noticed it under the bill of your cap, which you're pulling down shockingly low. It's not a bad look for you. I just kind of noticed it was different than I noticed the... Bruising underneath the lid of the cap. That's bad. Should I just tell everyone I went to the Clareton game? The Manessa yeah, game? That's probably better. Which side were you on before the benches cleared and then the stands cleared? I'm just the kind of guy who wants to get a piece of someone. So I wasn't rooting for anybody. I just wanted to be in the middle of the fray. Well, if you're dieting, and I was told about this because for the first time in my life, I'm. it's never dieting if you watch what you eat. Like If you just watch what you eat, then you're never dieting, Mm-mm. right? But when you get off the rails, as I got off the rails when I was in Los Angeles, the last time I talked to you, I, I did things to my body that offended me. Opioids? Like, n- no, no. I mean, nothing illicit, nothing more than what I normally do, which is eat not great and then drink way too much. Like, I do that when I'm on vacation. And I got home. I just couldn't look at myself. I, I, we were taking pictures and things. I just looked disgusting in the pictures. With my clothes on, I looked awful. So... I'm, for the first time in my life, dieting. 
And I have to call it dieting now because A, I'm older, and B, it's not just about being healthy, right? It's like I am now crashing to try to make myself look better. You're trying to get back to the glory days of Tim failed. Benz. No, no, that'll never happen again. I've just failed to maintain. So when you fail to maintain, which is eating healthy all the time, you're just maintaining like the body that God gave right. you, right? When you get off that track and you're trying to get it back right again, then you're dieting. And for the first time in my life, I'm dieting and I'm mad. I did the exact same thing. I'm going through the exact same thing. Have you heard about the Atkins flu? No. Like, if you apparently, I'm not doing exactly Atkins. I'm just eating greens and protein, and that's it. That's and exactly fruit. what I'm doing, by the way. And like natural fruit. Yes. And that's it. That's all I'm ingesting in my body right now, for the most part. And then I was told, if you do that, don't be surprised if you feel sick. You'll get the Atkins flu. Like, you get this draggy... Almost pain, like, and I have them, like pains, like body ache. Because I guess your body is now not burning carbs. It's burning just protein, and when it runs out of protein, it starts burning fat, and that's what gives you the ache or something to that effect. This explains so much. because Look up Atkins flu on Google. It's it makes not, a lot more sense. For me, it's not the Atkins flu, although I, I suppose it's probably the same thing. We're doing this diet called the Whole30. You and your wife? Me and my wife. You have to do it together because she's watching TV. This is us at night sobbing her eyes out and eating a pint of ice cream, and I need to eat some of the ice cream too. So she needed to diet in order for me to diet. Not that she needed to diet. I should probably watch my phrase there. Let me just say a quick aside. I, w I would gladly go on a hunger strike if it took This Is Us off the air. But go ahead. It's crying porn. We'll get to that. I am doing Whole30, which is the same thing you're talking about, but it's all natural. You're not allowed to eat any sugars that aren't naturally occurring. You're not allowed to eat any carbs. And what they say is, after the first three or four days or so, your body is so used to consuming the sugar and the right. carbs that you actually wake up feeling like you're hungover. In the first two days, I woke up and I felt like I had a hangover headache. I also have the shakes, but... I'm not sure what that's about. I'm at the point where I would snort a line of sugar and mainline a Michelob light if I had the opportunity. That's how desperate I am for sugar and alcohol at this point. It's really hard, man. Yeah. And you're back on the workout grind? I've been, I haven't worked out this dedicated since football season start, ended. Well, started. Yeah, the off season ended. Football season started. Latrobe. I do recall last week you were in a gym in Los Angeles when you talked yes, to us, Yes, I though. was, because I was already starting to hate <laughs> myself. But it was Thursday, and by that point, I had done enough damage to my body that it started to become irreversible. And then we went out and reset the record that we just set the night before for alcohol consumption. So that lasted about four hours. These last two months, Tim, I've worked out the hardest I've worked out in my entire life. But I ate maybe the worst that I've eight in the last yeah, two years justified because you're you burning do. calories it's the and dumbest starving. thing ever i would have had that damn six pack if i just would have done this diet when i was working out hard now that i'm doing the diet i'm not working out half as hard and i can't motivate myself to do both at the same time you i'm the, the damn worst you have the atkins flu that must be it yeah i, I like to have the built-in excuse so that's good i think what we should do is you and i should like stay in line on this together and then when we reach the end date and we reach our goal weight we should go out in the middle of uh, Point State Park with a microphone, each of us dressed up in our mummer's outfits like Jason Kelsey. And even though no one's there, just scream into a microphone for 15 minutes like he did. Get bombed and start going, Murray, Flurry, <laughs> Murray, Flurry. Tim Benz, Trib Live, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Now, Tim, you have to get a drug test today, yes? Yes, I'm going for my first pee test. Well, I, I should take that back. I took one pee test before when I was like 23. That's the great thing about radio. You don't have to do that. I've never had, like, I can't believe I have to do one of these. 
I'm nervous about it. Are you nervous because of what you put in your body in Los Angeles? No, I'm nervous. That opioids. No, no, no. I'm, I'm calling it opioids for I'm Benzie. Telling you, I've, I, I told you about my last pot smoking experience on the air where I saw Ren and Stimpy in real life. Not, unless that is still in my system. And I beat the last pee test that I took four years after that. So I'm pretty sure it's out of my system now. But I just don't know if I can go because I'm not drinking as much. I'm not needing to go to the bathroom as often. So You're not is, drinking a lot of water? I should be drinking more water. You just, yeah. I'm, I'm on TB12 right now with the amount of water I'm drinking. And these things that I got right now, I got one of these from Trader Joe's to spin drift. It's sparkling water with squeezed fruit. But the moment I'm done with this, I'm going across the street to that quest. And I feel like I'm going back to the scene of the crime because, you know, the last time I went there for a test, it wasn't for a pee test. Uh-oh. Fertility. is when I got snipped. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you have to go back there after the operation to <laughs> do your business into a cop to make sure you're shooting blanks yeah sort of like frank drebin in the naked gun i have a buddy who had testicular cancer so while he had cancer he had to <clears throat> make some deposits right. for months just in case they lopped one off gave him the nudicle which is the fake testicle and now he's paying 350 dollars every year to keep that on ice and he had to at work. Well, he works in the hospital. Keep the sperm on ice. Keep the sperm on ice. You have to pay two hundred fifty dollars in a storage fee. Yeah, I'd say give it to me. I'll risk it. I'm going to keep it in my downstairs fridge. But he had to. He works in the hospital. So at work, they told him, "Okay, you have an hour from the time you do it, yeah, till when we can put it in the cup and it gets frozen." But he had to be in work at a certain time. So he actually went into a stall at work and took care of it there. <laughs> I think that's inappropriate. With aid or not? Not. Far no as aid? far as I know. He was just I think a he good just, dry rub? I think he took care of it himself. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, no magazines or? I think he was just going with the old there wasn't a, the there wasn't JPEGs a, up in the head. There wasn't, like, a Harvey Weinstein secretary available to just sort of stand there or anything like that? He just there's pulled no a potted plant no right in the stall. <laughs> Tim Ben joining me on the Crowley Show. <laughs> oh, God, never mind. I... Uh, we couldn't even air the next thing I was about to say. Just go ahead. I'll save Tom the edit. Go ahead. Where are we going next? I had a friend <laughs> who took a drug test, and he was a pot smoker. I mean, a big-time pot yeah. smoker. And his thought was, well, I'm going to come up positive. So my idea the night before the test was to smoke as much weed as possible. I mean, just bong hit, bong hit, bong hit, bong hit. So much so that he would get there the next day. They would look at the results and go, oh, there's no way that's right. That can't possibly be right. That's pretty poor planning. It was dumb. I also had another friend. Well, can I give you, can I give you like a, a, a actually sports pertinent I guess. allegory to you're this You're going to ruin I, the show. I've, I've told you I've told you this story on the air, haven't I, about Martavis, my friend who was in Martavis' apartment? I don't think you said it on the air. No, I said it on the air. Okay. Yeah, I've said it on the air before that, you know, between his... Uh, uh, what what was, was he gonna do? Like fail? Like I'm gonna get sued for this after he failed another drug test? So like this was I was told this after his first suspension. This is before the year long suspension. So it's in between that he thought he could cleanse himself with like tons of GNC body cleanse. So my friend was in his house Dear once. God. And basically he had a TV, a couch, a coffee table, a bed, and that was it in the entire apartment. Everything else was floor-to-ceiling GNC body cleanse. And he was told by someone, if you take enough of this, you can cleanse yourself from whatever it is you've taken. Obviously, that was very, very poor advice because he failed the next test and wound up suspended I for Google it! 
Google it, you dumbass! Yes. So if you're wondering how how can Martavis do such a thing, the answer is that. He just somebody at GNC said, Oh, we've got a whale in here. We're gonna make some money today. Yo, does this uh this make me not come up positive on the urine test? Yeah, man, buy it all. Okay, yeah. there we go. Meanwhile, nineteen year old Skippy behind the counter who's, you know, at Duquesne in between classes working a shift here before his night history one oh one course. Yeah, sure, go ahead. That's what I heard. That's what I Googled on the internet. I believe everything I read on Google. Hair down to his nipples. Although we just Hippie. encourage people to go on Google and read about the Atkins flu, so I guess we're no better. We're huh? teaching people a lot of things these days. Tim Ben's joining me on the Crowley Show. My friend, not the same one, but also a big-time pot smoker. Good thing we don't have to get tested in radio. He brought in somebody else's urine, taped it to his leg, and it spilled in the waiting room, and he just got up and walked out. <laughs> he just oh he punted. God. He said, after this, I'm done. Am I going to get patted down for somebody else's urine? You very well might. Are you an Entourage guy? You ever watch Entourage? Yeah, I saw Entourage. They did I remember the fake, that episode. Yeah, yeah, the fake penis. Yeah, I remember that. I don't have one of those packed on me right now. That's kind of what he was going for, but he went the, the low-budget version and got all like, over the uh, way. Like Ontario room. Smith, the Wizenator. Yes. Remember he got busted with the Wizenator in the yes, uh, airport? The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tim... Sports. Bonnie Rotten sells similar devices on her website. By she the way. scares me, Tim. She's a friend. I know. She scares me less. You scared of my friend? <laughs> she scares me less knowing knowing that she's your friend. But <laughs> she she looks like she could snap my head off with her butt cheeks. She could. Both of them. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, you wrote a column about his return, his return to Pittsburgh. Yes, yes. And how it will be different than Mark Andre Fleury's. Uh, I think it's a very good point. Not often does. A guy get to leave on these kind of circumstances like Marc-Andre Fleury, Andrew McCutcheon, universally people are going on that one. So when he returns, I'm sure that the reception will be the same in the ballpark, but the energy around it, like you mentioned, is going to be totally different. Yeah, the, the way I wrapped up the column was the energy that you felt, the reaction that you got from the crowd when Fleury was here was, thank you for being in Pittsburgh. And McCutcheon the reaction you're going to get at PNC Park will be, we think that you should still be yeah. in Pittsburgh. And that's different. It's different to the organization, not so much the player. Now, look, I'll tell you, uh, I haven't covered an athlete that I've enjoyed more than Andre Fleury. When it comes to covering him, I'm not saying he's the best athlete ever, just the guy I've enjoyed covering the most is Mark andre Fleury. I didn't have that same reaction or relationship with Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon was a great baseball player, best pirate since Barry Bonds, but I could give or take him when it came to covering. I had more blah interactions with him than good by far. Um, so I, I'm not going to be as emotionally invested in this one for sure. Uh, the fans, they don't care. They don't need to know that. It doesn't matter to them. He's been their guy. So they're going to react like this is the guy that helped us turn the corner for the Pittsburgh Pirates coming out 20 years of darkness. But it's not going to be that same kumbaya feeling where everybody, like, there will be some people turning around with middle fingers towards the owner's seats. There wasn't that at PPG Paints Arena on Tuesday night. No, not at all. Everyone's reaching for the tissues and rubbing their eyes. Tim, did you see that the Pirates have increased the ticket prices for that series? It's good business. It's the only, it's the only series oh. they'll sell out. Oh, So they make money by Andrew McCutcheon walking out the door, and they're going to make money by Andrew McCutcheon coming back. That sucks bleep, man. Yeah, it shows that whenever there are meetings to talk about such things, there's nobody who's really in charge of optics. Like, I don't think the PR departments are exactly brought in with their opinions on such things. And if they are, they are shouted down quickly when the bottom line is there. They're going to have to figure out a way to turn a buck any way they can this year.
They will. Look at this. Look at it this to meet way. their bottom lines I'm talking about. We all yeah, know yeah, they're yeah. going to profit. But whatever profit they're going to turn, whatever percentage profit they are going to turn, they're going to have to figure out how to do that because they're not getting anybody through the gates. Did you see what the Rangers did today? No. They posted a message and sent it out to all their season ticket holders that they're going to be moving some of the familiar faces. They basically waved the white flag, said, hey, we're rebuilding. Sorry, we didn't win a Stanley Cup. In fact, they said, while we're proud of all the accomplishments we did have, we didn't reach our ultimate goal of bringing the Stanley Cup back to New York. They legitimately said, we're done, it's over, we're punting. We're open for business. We're open for business, and I like that it's that refreshing. I like the honesty. I wish the Pirates would have done the same damn thing. They picked up the Pittsburgh newspapers looking to see who the the Penguins might be interested in trading. By accident, came across a couple Pirates columns and said, (laughs) you know what, we should do the opposite of that. That's because that's exactly to your point. What they're doing, they're doing the opposite of what the Pirates are yeah, doing. Yeah, and it's the way the Pirates should operate. Well, we've got just as good of a chance to win the World Series without these guys as we did with them. Well, okay, sure, but don't say it, you jackasses. Tim, good luck peeing. And everybody thinks, by the way, that the Penguins are going to get Miller now. But Miller's young and cheap, so I don't think they're going to get Miller. I think that's JT guy, Miller? Yeah, they're going to actually hold on to him. They're going to hold on to him. You know who I wouldn't mind is Grabner. Oh, sure. You want to play with speed? Give That's, me, give me Hagman uh, and Grabner, baby. There, there's a guy who, like, you just get him so he stops scoring against you, right? Because he always scores against. The <laughs> Go Bengals. get Broussard too. Well, Broussard's another, yeah, brass. F the cap, get uh, them all. I, yeah, yeah, go above and beyond the cap. Speaking of which, Le'Veon Bell column tomorrow. Oh yeah, the trib, so people can read about that since we're on the topic of drug testing too. We look forward to it. Thanks, Tim Benz, trib live coming up next. The hottest take of the day. Well, I might have given that one already, but I'll have another hot take and other crap. It's a Crowley Show. Covering the Penguins on and off the ice. Through everybody, right to the net, back and it is! Oh, what a goal by Sidney Crosby! Your home of the Pens, ESPN Pittsburgh. I think the hottest take of the day already happened. For whatever reason, I took out Jason Kelsey. And Jesse Marshall didn't appreciate it. Brian didn't appreciate it. Tom didn't appreciate it. I aged like 60 years in a segment and a half. And I apologize to Kelsey. I'm sorry, man. Although next year, when they win back-to-back, he can say, that Crowley guy, he didn't think I could give another speech as good as last year's. Bad as last year's. I should just punt on the whole Kelsey thing. It was entertaining. But it made me sound like I'm about a thousand years old and had a listener call me out that way. Sorry, Kelsey. But you you know what, though? He's not that special. They're not that special. It's not that special of a team. Damn it, I got sucked right back in. That wasn't the hottest take of the day, but... Ready, Joe? It's time for the hottest take of the day. I really like Alan Saunders. He works hard. He covers just about everything. I really like Matt Geica. He works hard. He covers just about everything. But I think they both admit that they're nerds. And they were having a nerdy debate on Twitter yesterday about whether or not it's okay to be a fan and a journalist. I could give two bleeps whether the guy covering the game is rooting for the team or not. 
You're not supposed to cheer in the press box? Fine. Don't cheer in the press box. I get that. I understand professional decorum. You don't want someone in the locker room knobbing Crosby's bob either. I understand that. That's fine. I get it. But we're talking about sports! Alan Saunders, in the conversation, tweeted that he hopes it doesn't go the way of politics. Where in politics, in an article, you'll find a liberal writing with a liberal slant, or you'll find a conservative writing with a conservative slant. Hey, Alan, that's a far bigger problem than whether or not a sports fan is covering a game or not. That's the issue. I don't care. I don't care if Jason Mackey is in love with Sidney Crosby. I don't care if Josh Yowie thinks Phil Kessel's cute. I don't care about any of that stuff. Give me a quality product. I don't care how much you root for the team. I never cared that Rob Rossi had an open disdain for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't care. Just cover the team well. If you're an opinion person, come strong with your opinion. If you're a newsy person, make sure you get the facts. Make sure you can get good interviews. But I don't care if you root for the team. I don't care if you fall asleep in Marc-Andre Fleury pajamas. I know at night sometimes I dream of his wife. I don't let that slip in there. By the way, offensive that they were showing his sister on AT&T Sports Network making the assumption it was his wife when really his wife was off on the side. Because his wife is a smoke show. Love you, Leanna. I don't care if you love Sidney Crosby and you cover the Penguins. I don't care if you love Ben Roethlisberger and you cover the Steelers. I don't care about any of that. Just do a good job. Because God knows that I allow my allegiances to be known on this show. Of course I'm rooting for the Steelers. Of course I'm rooting for the Penguins. Of course I want the Pirates team president to fall down the stairs. I give opinions, and those opinions get formed around who I am. I would be lying to you if I didn't let you know exactly who I am. Now, a journalist, their job's different. But is a sports writer really a journalist anyhow? Yeah, they're a sports writer. I love Dale, but he's not breaking hard news. I love Dulac, he's not breaking hard news. I love those guys. They are not doing anything as important as real journalists are. They'd tell you that, too. So let's not make it feel like they have to be more important by saying, Gosh, you can't be a fan. Most people aren't, but if you are, who cares? That's the hottest take of the day. I got it. Hold on. That was the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. I feel like we go out of our way on this show. Maybe not. Maybe we're just real. Of making me be young and likable. Kind of the opposite of everything they do on that station across the street. And I think that I reversed all of it with my Jason Kelsey take. I feel like I just turned the curmudgeon level up to 100. So now I'm going to go back on it. I'm going to say this instead. Because I don't take myself too seriously. Kelsey... Good for you, man. I like that you dressed like a clown. And I think the Eagles, they've been through a hell of a lot more than any team in the history of any sport has ever been through. Ever. That is the most profound championship that I have ever seen be won. 
That is the team that battled through the most adversity. I've never once seen a team fight the way that those Philadelphia Eagles did. In fact, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Did I fix it? Did I reverse it? Yep. Damn right. Woo! Other crap. This one might suck, too. Now that I think about it. Might make me seem old. Duke, North Carolina's tonight. And every one of their mothers put their hands down their pants about how great of a rivalry it is. And sure, it's a great rivalry. It's a historic rivalry. Duke is one of the best basketball programs of all time, same with North Carolina. They're probably one, two. UCLA, Kansas, whatever. Bite me. That makes a rivalry great. It does. It does. But you can't tell me that I hate Pitt fans less than North Carolina fans hate Duke fans. You can't tell me that. The general public might have a better time watching Duke in North Carolina than these regional rivalries, but you can't effing tell me that I don't hate Pitt with every fiber of my being. My parents went to Pitt. I don't talk to them anymore. In fact, I didn't shovel their driveway the other day because I was hoping they'd fall down. My wife went to Pitt. That's why I cheat on her blatantly. I'm kidding about all those things. But I hate Pitt. And just because Duke and North Carolina are so freaking successful doesn't make regional rivalries any less important than that one. Tom, we got any more time for other crap or no? We done. We can squeeze more crap in. Woo! Other crap. With St. John's upsetting Villanova. Pitt is now the only team in major college basketball without a conference win. Seven other Division I teams also don't have an in-league win. UC Riverside, Dartmouth, Delaware State, San Jose State, and Incarnate Word. That's right. That's the company Pitt's keeping. Incarnate Word. Delaware State. Don't tell me I don't hate those bastards. But why should I? They hang out with the likes of UC Riverside and Dartmouth. In fact, it's not that great of a rivalry. Oh, shoot. North Carolina Duke is great. Tomorrow on the show, Rob Rossi. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on the big stick, filling in for Mark Madden. Which means Madden's ratings are going to go down. And if Rossi can just hold water, maybe we can grab ourselves a point. I know that guy across the street's not going to be there tomorrow either. So it's a watered-down playing field for Mr. Adam Crowley. Coming up next, RMU basketball in what I'm sure is a huge rivalry game. It's a Crowley show.